Hey, this is Dirk Revueren from Megadeth, and you're listening to GhostCultMag.com. What's going on, people? It's OJ, the host of the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. Hi, everybody. In today's episode, we sit down with Marcus Graskoff of Halloween. We talked all about their upcoming U.S. tour, United Forces 2023, with Hammerfall, as well as potential new music releases. Check it out. Ghost Cult Magazine welcomes in Marcus from Halloween. How are you doing, sir? Hello, hello. Thanks. I'm very, very good. Great to see you. And uh, again, uh, super excited. Uh, you know, obviously we've just come through or, or not completely through, but mostly through a really terrible time in the world. The band had returned to touring, managed to get back out on the road and do festivals and tours again. You are coming back to the States this summer and spring. Super exciting times on the United Forces tour. So uh, first of all, welcome. And second of all, thanks for coming back. All right. All right. It's our pleasure. You know, it's been a blast starting uh, touring again, start the tour again, you know, being allowed to do everything like we used to do before the fucking pandemic times. But we got over it pretty cool. And now it's the time to travel around the world and say hello everywhere again, you know. Right. The uh, previous tour with the expanded lineup was very well received and by all accounts, was marvelous and we're we're looking forward to more of the same was there any concern that you know perhaps with the you know uncertainty and the high cost more expensive than ever for touring that this would slow the momentum of the group at all uh, I, I don't think so i don't think so we, the, the first tour was giving up i mean the 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 when we started off uh, with before the record, the tour before the record, uh, it, it was giving us such a blast, you know, going into the studio. We couldn't just wait to go back on tour. And we, we didn't know what to expect in the very first time uh, because we went out without, without a new record, just with a new lineup thinking all right let's see what happened and then and, and, and it, it it went great you know and therefore we we kind of were sure that the the second go for it the second tour with that lineup and with hammerfall is going to be great as well you know we were pretty much positive about it and it's great fun hanging out with the guys from hammerfall doing doing this uh package it's it's great it's just you know unique Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say Hammerfall is a terrific pairing for Halloween because, but you know what, first of all, I, everybody has been influenced in heavy metal by Halloween, especially Hammerfall, but Hammerfall themselves has a tremendous legacy and a great catalog. So this is like a very rich night of the history of metal for a fan. Yeah. And they're not playing just like 40 minutes, like a support act. I mean, they're special fucking whatsoever, very act, you know, we give them, one hour 50 minutes playing time and it's going to be great you know it's a great heavy metal package and the guys are great i mean if we have a break from touring for a couple of weeks you i already miss those guys hanging out at home and it's a big hello when we meet again it's so much fun it's just fitting it's just like 
uh, well, really, really good. Amazing. It's so great to hear that enthusiasm is still there. Uh, you know, you're one of the founding members of Halloween and the band has been around for, oh my gosh, 37, 38 years, almost 40 <laughs> years of Halloween. It breaks my brain uh, that a band that I listened to in high school is still out and playing live and, and doing as well as ever. So this is really uh, a tremendous gift to, to fans everywhere. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a long, long time, you know, and I I wouldn't imagine that it's going to be that long when I was starting off in, in, in the early 80s, you know. But, you know, uh, it, it, it happens. And the funny thing about it is we're almost reaching our 60s, right? And we do festivals the next month with uh, Deep Purple, with the Scorpions and with Kiss and on that and on and with Saxon and on that bill was still the youngest band, you know, <laughs> which I find amazing. Everybody's it, still out there. That is amazing. Scorpions is the <laughs> you know, yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, I know Kiss is on their their farewell tour, and Deep Purple has talked about an end to the band at some point. They can't keep going on forever. I saw them a couple of years ago, and they were marvelous. And Saxon is still as good as ever. Actually, they still yeah, Saxon is Saxon. There's no yeah. doubt about it, you know. That's the quote right there. Saxon is Saxon. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, that's it. I, that's I, it. So, you know, one of the things that always strikes me about Halloween, right, is the set list. You, you know, I feel like there are certain songs you're obligated to play. And obviously with the multitude of, you know, you can cover every era of the band with this lineup, which is incredible. Uh, not that you never did before. Of course you did. But I think it's really cool that, you know, obviously on one hand, there are certain songs you always have to play, whether it's a festival or a headline show. And then obviously, how do you make the decision when you have a shorter set like a festival to chop that down from just yeah. the it's it's like uh, it's always really really complicated and a, a big discussion what we're gonna play on festivals because you play with bands like Deep Purple and Scorpions and stuff like this. It's not only Halloween audience coming there. If if you play like Ride the Sky or even faster songs we have or more harder songs, it might be a bit uh, funny for those people who are not known to Halloween in a, in a setup with Kiss and Scorpions and stuff like this. We might change a song here and there, but when we play alone, it doesn't really matter. They, then the folks the folks is coming for our for 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 to see halloween you know but still we have so many songs to play we have so many songs that we didn't play actually it's always like a big discussion and it's not easy to 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 create a set list and then there's like seven people in the band now there's even two more people having different having even having even different opinions about this now but you know that's a challenge i mean that's that's life it comes together somehow and we we're gonna change the set list for the next tour anyway you know nice we can expect some surprises then for the headline tour yeah yeah hope, hopefully yeah <laughs> we right. start rehearsing a little bit for like uh in in some two weeks or something nice how, how much uh, rehearsal do you guys actually need before you do a huge tour uh weeks of it a few days how like you personally mm, it's, it's, um, do you play like, drums it's like it's like two weeks good rehearsals within uh having uh discussed about what songs you're going to do right and a lot of songs are coming just like like that uh, uh, some different songs are going to be a bit more complicated especially the ones we we didn't play so much in in the last years but actually for like a whole tour when we didn't play uh, for for month and month 
working in a studio because we were working in a studio. We need some two, let's say two to three weeks good rehearsal. Are you a fan of all things horror? Do you love getting goosebumps and feeling the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Then you won't want to miss Michaela Superstar of the Blunt Letters new podcast, Bleed With Me. Join Michaela and her guests as she takes you on a journey through the darkest corners of the human psyche, exploring the twisted and terrifying world of horror. From supernatural creatures to serial killers, Bleed With Me will leave you on the edge of your seat and begging for more. So turn off the lights, grab your headphones, and join Michaela Superstar of the Blunt Letters for Bleed With Me. Listen now on your favorite podcast app. Nice. I know we just just had a, a, an album a year and a half ago. Are you guys already thinking about perhaps another album? Is is that on the table or are we going to take it a day at a time? Yeah, yeah. We're going to do some before we go to South, to North America and Canada. Uh, then we, we, we start doing South America for like four or four and a half weeks. Then we go back to Germany to to do a couple of shows. Going to North America and Canada, we have done like the summer season festivals over here, which is great. The whole summer, you go out for the weekends, do one or two off shows, and then go back having a break at home. You know, suffering from from the hangover from the shows, <laughs> <laughs> and then go back. And then go back to the festivals on the weekend, you know. I like that a lot. And after that, we go to Japan. And then it's October maybe this year. That will be the last shot. Uh, And we're probably thinking about talking about the next next album right after this tour, you know. That means talking about it is just like how we're going to do it and when we hook up together for like uh, uh, changing ideas because everybody's recording stuff at home and then we need maybe a couple of months to develop those ideas and then we hook up together. It it takes us like maybe the, the whole next year to work on the album. Good to know. We'll keep that in mind if we're looking forward to 2024 and that means maybe a new Halloween album in 2025. That would be, I love yeah, having stuff. I love show. having We'll miss you, but I love having stuff to look forward to. So that's really exciting to me. I love the self I love the self-title record. I'm gonna tell you. I thought it was fantastic. And you know, I know that the core group of guys has been together for a very long time on and off. And I think at the same time, it's interesting to me that, you know, you have the newer guys in the band, Sasha and Daniel, have been in the band 15, 20 years themselves. Sasha 20 yeah. plus years, Daniel 15, 16, 17 almost. And so it's really cool. On one hand, you have this classic great heavy metal band and then you allowed new guys to come in and find their place which is really yeah. cool this 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 was the whole idea you know a lot of bands doing like uh something like this a reunion uh getting two people out of the band just because to get two new guys in but we thought it would be uh, it would be horrible to fire a very very good singer just to get a very very good singer in you know off of firing uh, a, a hell of a guitar player to get another hell of a guitar player in, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't make sense for us. And with all, with those guys that you just mentioned, we we are playing for so many years, and just because two new guys, two new old guys, so to say, are coming in, it wasn't it wasn't a reason for us to fire the, fire the, the the members 
just because of that. So that gave us the idea, why not creating a big circus show, you know, with everybody in, with with all the people in, with all, with all it, the more people, the more fun, you know. <laughs> nice, it, yeah. It, it, it wouldn't make it easier when you have to make decisions about set lists and songs and how to create, how you create a song. But, you know, that's a challenge. It's a lot of people. You get even more opinions about stuff. It, it takes longer to come to the point. But it's also like a very, very creative input from from all sides, you know. Your head is burning about so many ideas and everybody's having an opinion about something. But in the end of the day, you have a hell of a record, you know what I mean? It's great. Right. It seems like there's a, a great exchange between Kai, Michael and Andy. And that's the real the real, you know, I think the surprising thing for everybody. I'm not sure that another band could pull this off with the personalities, whether it's new music or just going out on tour. And obviously everybody's got to get along, but also just the, you know, just the sharing of, you know, the creativity and no ego and just the ability to go out and be professional and get along. Cause it's hard. A lot of bands, you know, are out there on tour and they don't like each other and they don't get along. <laughs> it's like, well, that's, that's why we, we gave it the chance in the very first time, starting with the tour and not with the record, you know, we wanted to see how this is working. Uh, uh, you know, after the tour, seeing that this is working out very, very well, we decided to do the record and to do another tour. And now it becomes more stable every every minute, you know. Yeah, well, I'm building, if you see that, uh, a pumpkin base I got. I got another pumpkin base coming up, which is a surprise, but this is something for next year. And I was uh, uh, extending my skills on bass guitars, not playing the bass guitar, but playing the upright bass, you know. That is something that I always wanted to do, but I just didn't have the time because we were so busy with Halloween. But there was like the, the pandemic time. I, I was going to hang hanging out thinking, what can you do? to use the time and I bought an upright bass and I was just like rehearsing it and this is this is so much fun too you know I, I play some rockabilly stuff with a slapping bass like Lee Rocker is doing from the Stray Kids inspired by the Stray Kids and all that that's what I kind of kind of doing too hanging out doing this you know just like just because I always kind of liked it and but never had the time to rehearse it but this pan pandemic time gave me such a lot of time to rehearse this and get into this, you know. I kind of like that a lot. Nice. I also feel like his like historically for a bass player, it's it's easier later in life to pick up something like an upright bass. I play some bass and I feel like the bow would be the hard thing. But fingerstyle is also, you know, if, if you, you know, play fingerstyle or with a pick. Yeah. It's but, it's not it's not the easiest, so it's good if you have the time to spend. It's it's just like a big fucking thing, a big fucking neck. You think, wow, how can you all, how can you ever handle this? But you know, <laughs> as time comes uh, uh, for rehearsing, you you gotta really rehearse it, and the fingers are getting tired very very uh, very very quick if you don't really rehearse a, a little here and there you know but it's so much fun it's so so different without the frets and the big thing i mean it's kind of, of yeah I, I just i just love it 
It's, Amazing. It's very, very traditional. I kind of, I kind of like that a lot. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, listen, we'll we'll wrap it up here. I just want to say best of luck on the tour. We look forward to seeing you. I think we're going to cover one of the shows on the East Coast, and I'm out west, and I'm probably going to come to one of those last shows on the West Coast. So All very, right. very exciting time, and and just thank you for everything and being a part of this and and making this happen once again for the fans. I think it's re- again, like I said at the top, a treat. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Marcus. All right, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Bye bye. Cheers. This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at Ghost Cult Mag. Until the next time, peace.